appreciate beauty don't you well it's good because this is the godfather, godfather minute. minute hello my name is alex robinson and i'm andy robinson and together we are the godfather, godfather minute. minute and it's the show where we talk about the movie the godfather one minute at a time we focus on one minute we dissect it we analyze it we uh we tear it apart we put it back together yeah we x-ray it we uh we deconstruct it mm-hmm. all those things this is minute 31 of the godfather 31 uh, minute 31 and then it starts off we're in hollywood land and uh it starts off with uh hollywood big shot jack waltz showing tom hagen around his palatial estate alex do you think jack waltz knows how to speak sicilian sicilian no i agree but i know that you know how a minuto a minuto numero numero trentuno trentuno Trentuno. Trentuno. That's it. It's kind of like one long. Is it a T or a D in the middle? A T, as in Tom Hagen. Trentuno. You got it. All right. Perfect. Minuto numero. No. Minuto numero. Trentuno. I mean, for our listeners, I just made the sign of the cross to Alex. Yeah, I got a little scared because I I thought there was a vampire behind me. (laughs) Trentuno. Do you think that would work if you, if you saw a vampire? Do you think putting your fingers into a cross <laughs> with it, is that close enough for you know, a real cross for a vampire to thwart a vampire? I always wondered that. As you remember, we played a little, played some D and D growing up, and mm-hmm. it was never clear to me if you needed earthen materials or you could just hold your hand up or anything in the shape, anything in the shape of a cross. I don't think that does it. So you don't think holding like two because in the movies, if someone holds two sticks together, that's enough for a Oh really? Well, like if the guy holds the two stakes together and it's enough that's frequently enough to Yeah. So but you think two fingers? I don't know. I mean, you can really see a cross anywhere you look. I know that's a picture the, frame yeah. and a lamp. Well, I was reading some comic once and somebody tried to do that mm-hmm. and uh Dracula was like snatched out of the person's hand. It was like you have to believe in that for it to work. Yeah. Like you have to be a Christian. Oh boy! So uh, I wonder why like Christians it, are all the only ones who are like can thwart vampires. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe vampires only, yeah, yeah like yeah. as opposed to Muslims and Jews, yeah, and other wicked like Christians and vampires both drink blood. Yeah, so it's you think they would be like on the same team? Yeah. Oh well, there's no vampires in this movie. Let's yeah. talk about the Godfather minute thirty-one. Well, there is a connection here. What about because don't don't vampires feel fear garlic? That's true. <laughs> the Italians well, I mean, are, maybe there's you know and the hmm. Italians are deeply religious right so they have two they have two uh mm-hmm. things two going religious for sacred uh relationship <laughs> all right I know we haven't even gotten into many yet but yeah, if, this if is there's a great minute. If there's one character uh, that we've seen so far who is a vampire who is a vampire who would it be <laughs> well the Don doesn't wear that tuxedo which is a classic <laughs> yeah. vampire Dracula thing well maybe that's why that's, that's why he talks like that because his teeth are all oh, up, up in his lips his way. <laughs> uh, if I had to say anyone I guess I would say um, I'd say Kahlo Kahlo yeah because he's like he's like a predator he's like uh, trying to suck off the family and you know oh, could be. but who would you say well, I know we haven't seen Salazzo yet, but I would have. Oh yeah, he's, he's very vampire. Yeah, because yeah. he's he sort of comes from this mysterious yeah. land. They have rumors about him. He's good with a knife. 
He's really good with a knife. He's good with his teeth. I can't believe that's in that's in uh, Tom's dossier about the Turk is that he's good with a knife. Oh, we'll get to that. There's a little bit in the book about that. All right, yeah, we'll save it, save it. Anyway, I think Sonny would be the vampire. That's ironic considering his name. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so uh, let's let's now join Tom Hagen and Jack Waltz as they roam around uh, the the estate. How's your drink? Um, Because they're walking around the pool, the backyard. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, and Uh, a stark contrast to the previous scene where Waltz is chewing him out. Oh yeah, now he's very friendly now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he says, "Oh, why didn't you? uh, Why didn't you tell me you were with uh, you were with the Don?" Yeah, it's like, "Oh, I don't like to throw his name around." So the, the, it starts off with Jack Holt saying, oh, this just used to decorate the palace of a king. Yeah. Like pointing out to something. And then and then Tom goes, oh, yeah. Like like he recognizes it as, oh, yeah, I've seen oh, that. Really? He's just like, oh, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, like as if he recognizes it from his visit to a, uh, to Italy. To, well, he doesn't say what, what king it was. but um. yeah, It's definitely an impressive estate. Yeah. This is really beautiful. Well, well, look at this. It used to decorate the palace of a king. Oh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> is that your Tom Hagen? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It's, it's very overdubbed. It's, it's really funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so he says, um, he says, why didn't you tell me you were with the Don? He says, I thought you were some like cheap hood that, that uh, Johnny got to come over here and try to muscle me. I love well, the idea of Johnny trying to like fake him out by having a fake gangster come. Is this something he's done before? Is this like a patented Johnny move? That yeah, he- or a move by anyone. I mean, I wonder if a man in his position frequently gets people Ridiculous. just trying to come and hustle him. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. It is a city full of actors. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's, I could see Johnny doing it. Because at this point, don't forget that Johnny's, he's not an outcast, but he knows the Godfather is mad at him for the per- choices he's made mm-hmm. to, to divorce his first wife yeah and so he knows he can't call on the godfather he's like oh maybe i can like hire a, 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 a marlon brando impersonator right. well especially because everyone knows that uh the that uh the story with the band leader everyone yeah. would know that he has mob ties so if someone showed up yeah. and they're like oh i'm not gonna take a chance I'm oh you heard that story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It actually be funny if Johnny I talked to Bozzini. <laughs> yeah, woo. it'd be great if Johnny Fontaine hired a a Godfather lookalike, like an impersonator, mm-hmm. to go. It clearly wouldn't work because the Godfather himself would never go out and say, "Yeah, I need you to give Johnny the picture," or maybe that would send a stronger message because mm. it meant so much to him. But it's clearly not the Godfather because you—it's hard to get someone to Im- impersonate him. I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of people who can imitate him pretty good. No, um, it's it's really hard to do a good Marlon Brando voice. No, no, you had your drink, the funny papers. <laughs> Is that your Tom Hagen? No. Now you've had your drink and read the funny papers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've had your drink, read the funny papers. There wasn't enough time, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good when someone uh if when an impressionist says the name of the person that they're doing in mm. their impression mm-hmm. hey, it's me Marlon Brando. <laughs> well waltz i wanted to reference that one line that mm-hmm. you said so waltz says quote i thought you were just some cheap two-bit hustler johnny was running in trying to bluff me mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of uh 
It's a, that sentence is loaded with uh, with vocabulary that is, is not what it seems to be. Well, 40s, but also... 40s vernacular. Also about tricking someone. Yeah. Like cheap two-bit hustler that was running in trying mm-hmm. to bluff me. It's like a lot of double negatives. Maybe, it's a, maybe that's a good thing for Waltz. But that's great. A, ch- a cheap two-bit hustler. Mm. Do you think back then... Those were two, two bits mutually. Was, two bits was a lot <laughs> was of money. Lot, yeah, I'd be pissed too if someone tried to hustle me out of two bits back then. You know, you could get for that. You could get a shave and a haircut for that <laughs> price. <laughs> but do you think back then, cheap and two bit and hustler were always lumped together, or is this is Waltz's usual pomp and circumstance? You know, we saw in the previous minutes where he's like, no, I think he's, he's, he's good with. I think he's a good. Uh, he's very eloquent. Yeah, he learned that in the garments. The sweatshop of his father, remember? <laughs> Stringing insults together. <laughs> From your father. Did we talk we talked about that last week? Yeah, we talked about or a couple uh, of weeks ago. Yeah, about how uh, he was he, he cut he made his bones in his father's sweat right. uh, garment sweatshop. Right. Well Al Pacino was well, Michael was banging, banging cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cheap, cheap two bit hustler. And then that little scene let ends where Walter says, uh, how's your drink, Tom? How's your drink, Tom? <laughs> I've been practicing my waltz, but I can't, of course I can't pull it out now. But I thought this is great. He asked him, how's his drink? Yeah. How, people don't do that anymore. That's true. And I, I think that's courtesies. a shame. Yeah. yeah. How's your drink? Uh, I also think it's funny that he has that bartender there. Oh, yeah. Like just out on his, like, is that bartender there all the time? Uh, I don't know. I didn't talk to the bartender. <laughs> Or do you think it's just because he has company coming over And he's like, you know Tony, go stand out there with a and stand, stand at the pool yeah. bar just yeah. in case when we're walking around Yeah, because later it's December The bartender's still out there <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably a special occasion That's classy Yeah Because maybe all, they're all actors Maybe Waltz really is broke and because but he, he has connections in the studio, he just has all these people. Oh, so so he's actually the one doing having two bit hustlers oh. come in and try and trick Tom. It's not even Jack Waltz. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's a, that's like Inception level. Uh, totally. Yeah. So they how's you finish your uh, how's your drink? Yeah. And then they uh, they go into the the stables. They go into the stable, and. Uh, we meet Khartoum, the Car- horse. Khartoum. Khartoum. Should I tell, should I reveal what <laughs> sure. I reveal? So just before we started recording today, I uh, I recognized that Alex had been saying that in previous episodes, but I didn't know what it was from, and I assumed it was some inside Star Wars minute jokes from Khartoum. <laughs> but then when I watched the, the minute we're analyzing, of course, it's Jack Waltz. <gasps> Ta-da! You know where I got that from? You know where I why that stuck in my head? Why? Because of our mother. She, she would say cartoon, cartoon. Really? It sounds so like ominous. Totally, it's I totally. crazy. I, I wish I, I wish I had mentioned that to you when you interviewed her because oh that would have been a funny thing. Just she just says it. Just well, she'd be like, remembering oh, like the if, scene? if like the uh, you know, she'd be like, oh, remember that scene where they're at the mansion? Cartoon, cartoon. <laughs> oh my like, he's like, a, like a magician summoning <laughs> cartoon from the grave. So it always it always stuck in my head. That's saying, so uh, funny. I don't remember ever doing that. <laughs> I think you interpreted. You heard cartoon. I mean, maybe that's cartoon. why it's stuck in my head. 
<laughs> that could be why it stuck in my head. <laughs> no, and that's what inspired you to go into cartoons. Totally. That's yeah, I was like, how much that, that, that horse made $600,000 last year. <laughs> well, I think you heard the other part. I'm just going to put him out the stud. Oh. <laughs> totally, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> This seems this seems like a good job to have. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of cartoon, the horse, mm-hmm. um, I, I learned a very interesting um, bit of trivia. Um, this is from the, the annotated Godfather, the complete screenplay Ding! by Jenny Jones. I assume that's not the talk show host, mm-hmm. Jenny. I Jones. thought Mario Puzo wrote it. No, this is the this is the. Uh, I guess Jenny wrote the annotated. Part. Oh, these so these are the sort of notes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, in 1885, General Charles Gordon, British commander of Khartoum, the capital of Sudan, was attempting to evacuate Egyptian forces from the area when rebels beheaded him. No. The, the Mahdi Mohammed Ahmed soldiers hoisted his decapitated head on a pike as a celebration of their victory. The horse. The, no, the, the general. The, 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 the captain. The captain. So in in that battle of Khartoum, the captain's head was cut off and Whoa. put on a spike. So we got, we, I'm, I'm assuming you, Puzo is that in the book? Alex, hold on. We got to break this down. What? 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 Let's break it down. What role does the name of the horse have in Don Corleone's plan? In the universe. In in the universe. Yes, in the Godfather. In the Godfather universe. universe. All right. So I think we just need to role play this one. Okay. It probably went something like uh, like Tom called up the Don and mm-hmm. was like, oh, I, I asked him for the thing with Johnny. He said, no dice. And he's like, oh, it's terrible. We're going to have to take this to the next level. And then he's like, tell me what happened at the thing. And he's like, well, we just, you know, then he probably asked all questions like, yeah. what, was, what was the bartender's name? Oh, you didn't get it? Okay. Yeah. Like, and then like, what was the horse's name? Cartoon. And then, hey, Tom, Tom, how was your drink? <laughs> Did he refresh it? <laughs> and then he and then the Don's like, OK, hold on. Let me call you back. He hangs up and he calls up Michael because he's a college boy. Because ah. the Don wouldn't know anything about the history. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, so he pulls up Alf, uh, Michael and he's like, Michael, there's not enough time. Tell me something. And he tells him. He, I couldn't tell him the whole story, though. No. Because he wouldn't well, want Michael to know what the whole. I'm planning on threatening this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe just, what, he, what can you tell me about Khartoum? Yeah. And then he's like, well, he was a. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Wow, that's clever. Or Tom Hagen was like, "Hey, you know, because he probably went to college. He had to go mm-hmm. to college too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, you know, what would be ironic is if we cut off the horse's head." Yeah, and then, I'm uh, absolutely. I feel embarrassed because I didn't see anything like that in the book, but I have to go back and 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 research it to see if it was deliberate. You mean if the name? I had that had in, to have been. It had to have been. Well, right? I mean, I guess it could be a crazy coincidence, but if Khartoum is an unusual name for a horse. Well, but I mean, coincidence, did Don Corleone figure that out? And as a result, that was the fate of the horse? Or we're just saying Mario Puzo put it in there as a literary that connection? Yeah, that oh, one. Got so it. someone okay. who knew that would be like yeah. a little bit of foreshadowing. Like, yeah, oh, the horse it. is going yeah. to. Uh, wow, yeah, but that's pretty cool, though. Cartoon. <laughs> Cartoon. <laughs> so, Cartoon. Uh, six hundred grand. Six hundred grand. That's a lot. Small bills cash. That's a lot of small bills cash. Uh, I looked it up in uh, twenty fifteen dollars. That's the most recent uh, conversion I was able to get. Seven point nine million dollars. Whoa! I, but you know what? I don't even know. Is that is that expensive for a horse? It you sounds know, expensive. You know, I don't even know. That's for, a great for, question. Uh, and one that's put out to stud, not just your old yeah you know, two bit nag that you're gonna race around the track a few times. 
Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we'll put it on the next one, on the next episode. Well, we well, we we wanted to roll out that new segment anyway. You asked, we answered. <laughs> well, oh no, it's we asked, we answered, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, okay, I'll write it down then for the for uh, mm-hmm. for next week's episode. Anything else about the stables? Oh yeah, um, I thought it was. Um, he said he specifically said so before he said, Oh, you should decorate the palace of king. Mm-hmm. And in this one he says, Oh, I bet a Russian czar never paid that much for a horse like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. and it's especially interesting because uh all the first generation uh Hollywood moguls were all either um Eastern European immigrants or the children of Eastern Euro- Eastern European immigrants. Oh, that's interesting. Primarily Jewish. Yeah. And a lot of them had to flee um Russia and those areas because there was um pogroms you know they would periodically do these things where they would just kill all the the jews and things like that so so that's historically accurate then that is historically accurate that that the the, no but i mean that waltz is referring to like used to decorate a king and the the czar wouldn't pay this much for a horse well i just thought that he specifically said a czar as a way of saying look me a jew who you tried to drove out you know the the child of the people you drove out now i have a horse more valuable than any you know than anyone you had absolutely kind of a neat little uh little twist there very uh, cool you start to feel bad for waltz (laughs) well it's funny because uh (laughs) um uh, I forgot the director's name. All of a sudden, Francis Ford Coppola um, said that he want that you have to make your villains human for them to really. So the fact that Waltz has this, loves this horse and he's like has oh. pride and everything makes him more of a of a, a better villain. Oh, that's because great. They're, they're like have more depth to him. Yeah. So uh, in, in the quote, although you would think that the more you got to know them, the less you would hate them. Well, he's Maybe, saying it's, it's it more believable. This is what this is what uh, Francis Ford Coppola wrote in his notebook. And also, he refers to Alfred Hitchcock here using a very funny name. Okay. Quote, Waltz must be plausible. As Hitcho said... <laughs> oh, is that the name? Hitcho. Is that what they called him? Yeah, the Lost <laughs> Marx brother. Good villains make good movies. He is bigger than life, but we believe him and see that he has other areas to him. His love of cartoon, mm. real love. So mm-hmm. it's... I guess it makes it more if you're gonna have an over the top guy like that, giving them a little bit more dimension. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's about all I have for the uh, the stables portion of mm-hmm. the show. Maybe then we should I... go inside for some dinner. Yeah, well, let's let's go eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> Before, uh, uh, how's your drink? My drink's fine. Oh, great, great. Oh, I, yeah. I wanna, now that we're going to the dinner scene, I want to point out that the last in the last just really two or three minutes of the movie, we've seen Walt in three different outfits. That's true, because he does change for the for yeah, dinner. He changes in every, sweater, yeah. in every scene lit change, he yeah. changes outfits. The first one, he's wearing a suit when he's at the studio. Yeah. It's a polka-dotted suit. And yeah. then when he's showing Tom around in the back, he's wearing a sweater. Mm-hmm. Sort of like se- a polo sweater. Semi-casual, yeah. 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 And then... And then he dresses up for dinner in that really weird looking blue that, suit. That with awesome, the, you know, the, the piping, the <laughs> yeah. Captain Kangaroo type. It's so of awesome. That. But it's just great. And so I wanted to ask you, Alex, what's the what's the most number of of quick outfit changes that you've made in a short period of time? Oh boy. Is there an event or I prob- series of events? I probably I mean, I mean the 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 un glamorous answers i've probably changed more because it's like oh i put on something and then it gets like colder or like oh no i'm not comfortable like the you know one of those days where the weather's kind of fluctuating it's probably more just something mundane like that but why do you have an example of have you no no i was just wondering i as i 
I observed that and I was wondering how it must be a Hollywood thing too. I mean, this guy's a, a Hollywood big shot, Pezzo Novante. So, oh uh, well, he's also be we, changing all the time to impress. Um, I read somewhere. I don't know whether it was in the book. Maybe this is covered in the book, but uh, or somewhere. One of the um, well, speaking of books, mm-hmm. I guess I should point out also that um, I finished the book uh, Omerta. The, the 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 second Mario Puzo novel. Excellent. I, so I'll be discussing that in the bonus content uh, t- today on today's episode. Oh, fantastic! No, I got I got to press you on this a little bit. You mean finished it actually hundred percent on your in your Kindle? I'm I'm done reading it. You're done reading it. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I want to apologize in advance to our supporters uh, just in case Alex <laughs> drops another another the Sicilian bomb because we know what happened the last book report he had to do. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited to hear about Omerta. Uh, so yeah, so if you are interested in uh, in hearing about it, go to um, godfatherminute.com slash support. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you can get to find out how to get the access to the bonus episodes. Bonus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so apparently because Jack Waltz is the ch- children of immigrants, mm-hmm. he... Um, Made sure that he would, he got like hired an expert to teach him how to, like when you're around rich people, this is how you're supposed to behave. Oh, yeah. So he probably yeah. learned the changing outfit things from like from some expert. He's like, no, you don't wear the oh, same yeah. clothes to dinner that you wore in the stable, yeah. you know. So uh, and he just barely pulls it off. I mean, he kind of pulls it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that you're right. That is in the book. We talked a little bit about that. How he he ended up uh, hiring a butler, right, right, and a yeah. linguist, so to, to and all these different station people. And, yeah, uh, and seem more classy. So, yeah, so uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, a whole lot of class. <laughs> can't do a waltz. How me do a waltz? I, I can't look. I can't afford to look ridiculous. Yeah, but not too mad waltz. Yeah, when he's just talking. Tom, <clears throat> Tom, why didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gave myself singing lessons, dancing <laughs> lessons, acting lessons. <laughs> and just right. <laughs> it's always a good go-to line. <laughs> and I've had acting lessons all over the world, all over the place. <laughs> and just so you don't think I'm hard-hearted. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It always takes a couple of lines to get Waltz warmed up. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, so we're in the house now. Yes, they're sitting down to dinner together, and um, there's oranges at the table. Oh, I noticed that too. Which I think we've just we have discussed that, right? That oranges yeah. are the sign of uh, of impending doom. Impending doom. Cardoom. Cardoom. Yeah, because the uh, what are the other oranges scenes? We know when the when the Don dies, he has the orange slice in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, Tessio is is. Throwing one up in the air in the wedding scene, oh, right. but no one yeah, dies no, no then. One dies. So. No, but Tessio does die eventually. That's true. So. Maybe that's but, uh, yeah, so. We'll have to keep her up. Maybe we don't want to make sure this isn't like a uh, Wizard of Oz uh, uh, yeah. thing where we're only noticing the hits. Yeah. So that's so true. far we have one. Mm-hmm. We have one appearance of oranges. No one died from it. Yeah. Now there's a second appearance of oranges. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You'll have to tune in in about yeah. two minutes or so. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we get a little bit of Tom discussing the Godfather, mm-hmm. um, like what it means to to somebody. Yeah, so there's a little a very, bit of an exchange here. Yeah, it's very close. It's a sacred uh, religion, sac- sacred, uh, yeah. very close relationship. Uh, I want to point out some some points in the book about this, uh, but first I want to say there there have been some uh, there's been some postings in our in our social media outlets. 
Are you talking about the Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub on Facebook? I am. And mm-hmm. and it looked like recently people posted something that made it, that suggested that this little segment we have in our podcast, that we were saying the book is better than the movie. Because someone was pressing back and saying, oh, uh, The Godfather is such a great movie. How can you say that the like the book is better? And they didn't use those words, but that was... That's the message I got from it. was the tone it. you got. It was the tone, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> actually said, hey, great podcast, guys. <laughs> but I just want, I really want to point out that when Alex and I started this, we we just wanted to point out the differences in the book and the movie. We are not saying that it is better. We're yeah. not saying the book is better or the movie's better. Not it's just better or greater than greater. the book as a thing or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> we just thought it'd be really interesting to point out the differences. Yeah. So, although uh, in you know, in most cases, now that we're talking a little bit about this, in most cases, people will argue a book is better. Yeah, I think overall, maybe the movie is the movie probably is better. It's one of the best movies in in history, right? Well, I think uh, I've always heard that the the book is the movie is classier. Mm -hmm. The book is a bit more, uh, you know, you got all that stuff about her giant vagina, and like it's a lot more gritty and earthy and. Mm Sonny's a vampire in the book. It's not, Son, it's not believable. Sonny is a vampire. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, Johnny hires the Don Corleone impersonator to fool Walt. <laughs> yes. Walt isn't even Walt. <laughs> it's two impersonators going at it. <laughs> no one is really the actual. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So you're saying the book is better than the movie. <laughs> if that, if we were yeah. saying that, that would be reflected yeah. in the lyrics of the jingle. Yeah. But as you'll hear in the lyrics of the jingle. Mm-hmm. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. On page 60... Mario Puzo goes into a little bit more about the, the Godfather relationship, hmm. and he says he says it's it's a sacred religious relationship. Puzo writes, "quote Italians have a little joke that the world is so hard a man must have two fathers to look after him, and that's why they have Godfathers." Hmm. And end quote. And since Johnny, he goes on to write that since Johnny Fontaine's father died. The Godfather feels even more responsible to look after Johnny. Mm. That's why he really has this caring relationship right. for Johnny. Yeah. And um, from what I understand, I don't know if this is mentioned in the book, but uh, Johnny used to invite the Don over for Sanka all the time. All the time. And he I knew that was the way to, a, to the, the Don's the heart. The way to the Don's heart. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that Sanka. Tom didn't mention that to Waltz in the. Uh, maybe that's more of a behind closed doors what the coffee yeah that he didn't say yes you're expected to invite the don over for coffee but maybe that's only for like insiders you know maybe yeah oh i wonder if never tell Mm. anyone outside the family what kind of coffee you like (laughs) keep keep your keep your coffee close keep your sanka closer because i because you prefer a sanka steady drip (laughs) i wonder if waltz had gone to connie's wedding and he had snuck in and, and kind of a if he had appeared to be invited and then he said, Oh, Godfather, 
I'm going to ask you to take care of my union. I'm asking you on your daughter's wedding day to take mm. care of my union problems and not ask me to put Johnny in that picture. <laughs> yeah, he gets there. He gets the, he gets cuts in the line right before Johnny. And he's like, oh. my big favor is it's going to be a lot of pressure on me to cast someone in this movie. And I don't want to do it. Do I have your blessings to, to not oh. do it? Of course you do, Jack. You love me over many times. And then right then you hear, Johnny! Yeah. <laughs> and he just waltzes like, yeah. <laughs> I ain't no band leader. <laughs> I'm gonna get you for this waltz. Got <laughs> Whenever Waltz wants to put a period at the end of yeah. the scene or his statement, he's always like, "Yeah, I ain't no band leader." <laughs> so sorry, I did a little flashback there, but I thought it was no, appropriate, it was right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't totally. think Waltz would ever get invited to Connie's wedding, although. If someone were invited to Connie's wedding, could they bring a plus one? And could that plus one be a waltz? And does that plus one get a, a, a favor? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. It depends who it is. So you think, like, if you knew you were going to the Don's wedding and you're like, well, I know he gives it a favor to somebody and you could basically, like, <laughs> auction off your plus one. You're like, hey, anyone who wants a favor from the Godfather, oh, man. pony up and oh, you'll get whatever you want. It's you on know? StubHub and one <laughs> totally. of those ticket sites. It's like two hipsters show up. Like, hey, man, we bought these second hands. <laughs> <laughs> you got giving out favors? <laughs> yeah. So no one at the wedding is an actual invited <laughs> yeah. guest. Everyone oh, is no. there from StubHub. So what? One more hypothetical. Okay. Yes. What is so Johnny is invited to the wedding. Mm-hmm. What if he invites? We assume. Oh yeah, Johnny was. Johnny invited. was invited. Yeah. So the what Don if he? Said. What if Johnny, Johnny invites the Waltz's up and coming actress that Johnny had ruined mm-hmm. as his date? Yeah. And so Waltz finds out that she's invited to the wedding, and then Waltz says, "Hey, listen, little girl." You're inviting me as your guest. And so then she, her plus one is Waltz. And then he, and then he sneaks in and asks the favor. Right. So oh, like, yeah, totally. Like it's kind of a chain of plus ones. I don't know if that can would you, um, <laughs> Can you undo someone else's? <laughs> like, like, could your request be to not, not yeah. do one of the previous? Can you like a take you back? Can. I guess you can. <laughs> you waste Because the favor. Godfather hasn't put anyone on, the, on that particular job yet. So it's all still... Yeah, it's all just uh, requests at that point. They haven't been locked in. So do you th- do you think it has to do with like the relationship with the person? Like, is it like like obviously if Michael came in asking for a favor, that would supersede any of the other people. But oh, you're saying you're suggesting it has to do with like, relationship priority rather than sequential chronologic. Yeah, exactly. Or is events. it strictly strictly chronological? Oh boy. I mean, you're already think, you're already doing dumb things like saying you can't refuse something on your daughter's wedding day. It might as well be chronological for all the difference it makes. I think at the end of the the wedding day, Tom Hagen and Don Corleone get together. They write their list, mm-hmm. and then they put next to it how a little cup of coffee icon oh. for how many cups of coffee that person he rates everyone on a scale of one to exactly. five cups of cups coffee of Sanka, and then that's the prioritization <laughs> list okay that makes so, sense. and that's why yeah. johnny gets the picture because he's mm. like one or two above walls what if you showed up at the wedding with the coffee oh <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe we spent 30 weeks talking about the wedding and now we're going back to talking about the <laughs> it is a great scene it is a great scene should we go back to it I think? let's <laughs> yeah. start over 
Well, so the minute ends with uh, Jack Walt saying that this is one favor he cannot do. He, he can't can, do it. He cannot let Johnny have nope. that picture. I wonder why, do you think? Well, there's a little bit in the book about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, in the book, Walt says no right away. Mm-hmm. And Hagen then wonders, Hagen's wondering, why did Walt even invite him to dinner? And like, why is he kind of te- teasing him along? And oh, you're wondering why he says no? Yeah, why he says no. <laughs> well, that's, I think we're going to see next minute, right? Well, I don't know. Do they reveal that in the next minute? They do reveal that oh, in the I next. Thought they would save that for like the very end of the movie, like <laughs> the a big reveal. Movie. Yeah, I think no. They send it. They save it for Godfather Three. Oh, so they're sort of like it's like yeah. the, it's like the um, like General Zod at the beginning of Superman. Yes, like they just do this little thing <laughs> that you're going to forget about, and then in the second movie, you're like, oh, they never did explain why he didn't want Johnny in that picture. <laughs> Walt is 95 years old. <laughs> He's like, I gave her dancing lessons. <laughs> And this is singing lessons. <laughs> Am I a band leader? <laughs> He's all confused. He doesn't know what he is. Am I a band leader? <laughs> Where's Cartoon? Oh, ain't I a band? Ain't I a band leader? <laughs> it's all like a switched. Oh, yeah. It's a twist. Uh, but I did want to point out this. Yes. That in the book, Walt says no right away. And Hagen starts mm-hmm. wondering, why, why did his Walt's character bring guy? me all the way out here? Why am I having dinner with him and all that? Walt says, quote, the answer, Tom, the answer is still no. But what will it cost to have that labor trouble cleared up in cash right now? Hmm. So, Waltz is taking seriously the. But the that, he, he, he wants to work. He wants to help. He wants to cooperate. Well, he just wants to make his labor problems go away, and so because Tom had threatened that earlier. Right. Yeah, but he's also he's he also hadn't threatened that. He has made no threats. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting you up for that. Yo, sorry, I forgot the exact <laughs> wording. But he. Um, he does want to work with the Don. I, th- I feel like he, because he knows the Don is a powerful guy, yes. so it's certainly a good alliance to yeah. have. So if he can do something to work with him. That's know. true, because in the scene, he says, "That's this is one favor I can't grant. Yeah. Like any, yeah. Doesn't he say, like, anything else? Yeah, well, we'll see. That, we'll see what yeah. happens. All right. So. Um, yeah, so um, I guess that'll wrap up minute uh, 31. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, I'd like to do our cannoli countdown. This is how many minutes until uh, Clemenza says, leave the gun, yeah, take, take the cannoli. Not, not when he says, oh, we have to pick up some cannoli. Correct. Okay. I think it's the... Uh, I'm going to say 27 weeks. You're close. 28 more weeks. Oh, I missed it by that much. Line. 28. But under Price's Right rules, I do get it because I was under it. That's true. So uh, yeah, you got what it. What do I win? <laughs> 
You win. Um, you get to ride Khartoum once oh, around the track. Khartoum. <laughs> but I'm going to warn you, he's put out the stud. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Actually, I did. Uh, I do have one more point. What? Uh, do you remember? Oh, we got to rate it, too. We got to rate it. We got to rate it. In episode 27, so three mm-hmm. episodes, four oh, episodes ago. It's like weeks ago. Well, we asked and we answered. Mm-hmm. Well, we asked and we're going to answer now. Was Marlon Brando wearing a wig? To the best of my knowledge, most of my research, he is not. He is not wearing a wig. There's nothing indicating that he was wearing a wig. Okay. Uh, or a toupee or anything yeah, like that. Okay. So, um, although I, I did learn a funny fact about Marlon Brando wearing mm-hmm. a wig. Uh, have you seen the movie The Island of Dr. Moreau? Yes. Uh, he wears a wig in that. And apparently when he was uh, getting made up and stuff, the, the wig person was like, look, Mr. Brando, here's your wig. And he took it and he put it on like upside down. He put it on with the 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 cap part, like the hair <laughs> hanging down with the bald cap well, on top. Well, he go to college to get stupid. <laughs> and he's like, that's this is how I'm going to wear it. And that's how he wore it in the movie. Did wore, he know he was wearing it upside yeah, he down? he totally knew he wow, was wearing it Wow, he literally flipped the wig. He flipped his, his wig. wig. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And the director, I guess, oh, I'm, I'm remembering now. They, they Because Brandon was the big star, they really just let him yeah, do whatever he wanted. Do whatever right? he wanted. And oh it totally God. works with that. Because that movie oh, yeah. is, is, is fascinating. It is. So, yeah, if you're, if, if you're a fan of weird movies, check it out. It's, yeah. it's not good, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. And Brando is... Surreal. It's just crazy. Yeah, right? that little uh, little person. The mini me. They say yeah. that was the inspiration for mini me. Oh, was that the inspiration? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want a little Don Corleone next to me. <laughs> little Donnie <laughs> the Corleone. The son I never had. The son who I wanted, always wanted to take over the family business. <laughs> oh, afraid he'll get stepped over again. <laughs> oh yeah, by that little guy. All right. So well, we're going to uh, be reconvening in the bonus content. So, so what are we going to talk about in the bonus content? Omerta. Okay. I'm looking forward to your book review. And we, you know, we're going to have the listeners uh, give you a grade. Oh, on we got to rate the minute. We forgot we to rate the oh, minute. We, oh, we the almost minute. closed it out. Whoa, I was close. Wow. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I will go first. Okay. Uh, they're walking around the pool. There's some interesting little dialogue. Cartoon. Cartoon. And then they come back. It's 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 leading up to the like it's the form. calm before the storm. It's the calm before the storm. Oh boy, it's it's really a three and a half. But I guess I'll say three. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Three. They can't all be fours and five. It's so. Walt. I know every word that Walt says is so fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but still, by the by the Walt standards, this one is fairly that's true. Tame. He doesn't go on any real racist tirades yeah. or. He's pretty calm. Cheap two-bit hustler. Yeah. That line's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we give it three, then. We're giving it three. All right. So that'll wrap up this, this episode. Yeah. Then. So um, stick around for the bonus content. If you're, uh, yes, if you're one of those people. Otherwise, um, you can go to the Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also just follow us in general on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter at Godfather Minute. And so, uh, yeah. So until then, take the, the gun, gun and leave, leave the, the cannoli. cannoli.